Can you guys hear the dog? I was just checking. I can tell it's shut up. Here we are, another episode of the Dingo Show. As always, joined by Ty and Cole. Hey guys, how's it going, Dingo? Hey, doing all right. Let's get right into it. Sound the bell. Cam Newton is back, guys. He's returned to the Patriots on another one-year deal. Give me your thoughts on this. So, what do I think about that? Much of the same. Last year, the Patriots are seven and nine. Cam Newton threw for sixty-five percent. He threw for over 2,600 yards with eight interceptions and 10 touchdowns. Now, some of the Patriots have made big moves this offseason, especially at the first day of free agency here. They made a big splash on this first day. But if you still have Cam Newton under center, a guy with a wet noodle arm who can barely throw past 20 yards, and what does it mean if you're getting more star receivers or even serviceable receivers? It means absolutely nothing. It's going to give you the same product. Ty, you see this on the other side of the street. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm I'm pretty excited for this. I'm excited for uh, a little more, one more year of one pinky, one one finger, one thumb. I I, I think love. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is a good move for the Patriots. I mean, Cam Newton looked like a good quarterback up until he got COVID last year, um, and I, I think I'm hoping that McDaniel's is going to utilize him more with the weapons that they got and and make him throw. I, I think it'll it'll be a good recipe for the Patriots this year. Real quick, real quick, Tig. Uh, was it was he good up until he got COVID, or did it take that long for teams to figure him out? That's a good question. I, I think I think that oh. the COVID. <laughs> hey, well, one thing's for sure: he's got better weapons this year. At least Patriots going out on the against their norms and signing some big uh, receivers and tight ends. What are your guys' thoughts on the recent signings of today being uh, John U. Smith and, of course, Nelson Aguilar on the offensive end? We'll get into the defensive guys later. Give me your thoughts on these guys on the offensive side first. John U. Smith, fantastic player, really underutilized uh, asset in – well, not underutilized asset in Tennessee. He was very well utilized. He does come in with a bit of an injury history, but – Belichick had nothing but good things to say about him when the Patriots faced off against the Titans. So I think he's going to be a great addition to this team. The, it's the most they spent on a skill position player. If you can consider, well, I consider the tight end a skill position player uh, since Randy Moss. So while uh, we, we dipped into the checkbook and we paid a ton of money for him and then we turned it around and paid a ton of money for Nelson Aguilar as well. So both of those signings are going to be interesting. I think they're going to move the pendulum a little bit, but if you still got Cam Newton under center, then what is that money being spent on? Ty, how much do you think these guys will help Newton in that offense? Another year in the playbook for him and better talent. Yeah, I, I think it'll help a good amount. Um, I mean, that the, the, they addressed all the needs that they had. Hopefully they'll, they'll make a few more uh, since today was just the first first day of free agency. But I, I think with the, the moves that they made, they're, they're definitely taking a step in the right direction. And this year, too, they're going to get uh, a preseason, which they didn't weren't afforded last year. So I think that's going to... Uh, going to help out a lot this year with the team call the defensive end uh defensive side of the ball matthew judon from the ravens coming over what do you know about him great great set the edge guy he doesn't get as many sacks as you might think but let me tell you 
in the running game and the passing game, great at setting the edge, and especially in the day and age when you got a lot of QBs that want to escape the pocket, fantastic job of that. Containment. Also, Bill doesn't seem to miss too often on these defensive linemen. He seems mm-hmm. to have an eye for the talent of that. Ty, let's get into this real quick. There's a lot of Patriots guys uh, who are on the team last year who are free agents right now that we have not heard about. Most notably, guys like James White, Demir Bird, <laughs> or, or Lawrence Guy. Do uh, you think these guys will be coming back? Obviously, Bird was kind of a joke, but they might need them at that wide receiver position. But you know, Rex Burkhead, do you think though these guys will come back, or what do you think? I, yeah, I definitely think these guys will be coming back. Uh, we've seen players like this be staples throughout uh, Belichick's tenure here in New England, and I, I think it's like guys like White, uh, Lawrence Guy. Amendola to an extent, even though he's he's throwing Belichick under the bus lately. I think guys like this are, are just what the, the team thrives off of, the, the cheap signings that, well, that make him go to the next if, level. If we know anything about Belichick, he's in, he doesn't like spending at the running back position. And we saw that with Deion Lewis when they traded him away. Now James White's kind of run his course in the in the, um, Belichick system as well as he's kind of become an, uh, an asset that they have to really kind of uh, tug along and only use him in select situations because he was just getting too much usage. And then we got Rex Burkhead, who seems to be playing four games a year, and then he gets injured. So I, I wouldn't be too concerned about signing those guys back. I think he was our best back at a lot of point at a lot of points in the season last year, though. I think That's he was one of the few that was trying. Maybe because he's a free agent, I guess. You know, Cole, who's kicking for this team next year? Nick Folk is a free agent right now. I don't know. Do you think he'll be back here? <laughs> That's a serious question. That's a hole, that position. Wasn't Nick Folk like uh, selling insurance before he was, he was selling real estate down real in estate. the Dallas Fort Worth area? Yeah. Okay, right. So I think he I think he's gonna come back. It's just they have to negotiate the price. That's right. Folk had a great year last year, so why not bring him back? I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say the Patriots are bringing back Venetary right here. Kind of say it. <laughs> Um, how many years that'd be his 30th year in the league yeah he, he, gets right. his, he gets his checks in the mail and same with his aarp uh, membership yeah they, they bring him out in a wheelchair for the point after <laughs> all right let me give you my quick take cam newton i think that him on the team does not prohibit them from drafting or signing another quarterback i think everyone's saying that but that, that's it to tyke's point i honestly think that he can be a little bit better this year than he was last year and i hate to hedge makes for bad podcasting i guess but I don't think he's better, much better than seven and nine. I don't know if they're a playoff team, especially with the AFC getting a little bit stronger. And also, too, their own division is no longer a lock for these guys. That's it. I'm happy that he's on the team, to be honest with you, because I think he's a great leader and a great character guy. And anybody who can get along with Belichick is just a positive for this team and its rebuild over the next couple of years. All right, let's get into this real quick, Cole. The Celtics have made sort of a quasi-turnaround. They won four games before the All-Star break, then they beat the worst team in NBA history last night in the Houston Rockets, who's lost 13 games in a row. Um, What are you noticing now? Are you thinking that this team is going to get on a run? Or uh, I don't think Danny's making a trade, but what do you see? So this team right now is in a conundrum. And we've talked about this on the Hoop Scoop and on this show in particular before, where we're actually in the worst spot you can be in NBA. You're, you're, you're middling talent. You're the five or six or seventh or eighth seed. And that's not good. We're not trending upward. We're not trending downward. We're staying pat. And what does that mean? We win, against, we win at home and we lose on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be par for the course for the rest of the season. And if we're not going to add anything, then I don't see this team being any different. Ty, a question for you. The, the, the Brooklyn Nets just participated in the buyout market, signing Blake Griffin. 
you think the Celtics should dabble in the buyout market? There are some guys who could become an available veterans, that is, at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if the opportunity presents itself, it's something that they definitely should consider. Um, like like Cole was just saying, they, they're they're on the bubble this year. I mean, they could make a push, but would it be worth it to 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 spend out the big cash? I don't think so. Or would it be worth it to make a trade? I, I don't think they want to sacrifice their future here. All right, joining us, as always, on the phone right now, we just transferred over from the Quick Take sponsored part of the network, where we go rapid fire. Now we get Sully, our famed guest on the line, as always. Sully, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great here, Dingo. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I just got off the flight from Fort Myers, uh, so you, I'm a little rough right now. How you, how you boys doing, Dingo and Cole? Yeah. Sully, I heard that you um you you took the price-conscious decision and you came into uh, TF Green just so you could go up uh, the 24 highway there and just get a real, real good grasp of what it was like to to roam the streets of Fall River and beyond. So good on you to to go and give TF Green your business coming off the flight there. I, I want to get guy. into it. I want to get into it. I know maybe you didn't see it when your flight, or maybe you saw it when you landed. But the Patriots are making big splashes in this offseason here. Mm. And what do you see out of Bill Belichick? I, well, what do you think was going through his mind as, as he wanted to make these big splashes here? Well, first, uh, I think Belichick. He just wants to make a good team. He wants to put the best product he can out there for this year. And frankly, we're seeing that with the moves they're making. I mean, they're spending a little dough. They're dishing it out here. Bob Kraft, you know, he's spending a little bit. And I think uh, I'm hoping, I'm praying, honestly, that it uh, it pans out for these Patriots this year. That's what they got to do. I think it's you know it's time to play a different role than Belichick has had to play in the past. Sully, I want to transfer over to your sweet spot here, the Bruins. Um, mm-hmm. How come some days these guys are amazing and then some days they stink? Is this an effort and energy thing or what is it? I, I don't know what it is. I mean, the boys, they're, they're struggling. I mean, they're treading water. They have been the last month or so. I mean, I don't know if they're taking a page out of Sully's book and uh, enjoying the weekends a little too much here, but uh, something needs to and it needs to be done. I don't know if they need to make a move or, but, but I mean the division this year, the mass, the mass mutual, whatever they're calling it this year, uh, the division's a tough one. Arguably the the most the, the most toughest in uh, hockey. So they got to do something if they want to make these playoffs this year. Uh, Sully, talking about teams outside the division, what's your read on the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning? They're a great team. I mean, they they won the cup, obviously, so they got a they got a target on their back this year. But quite frankly, they've struggled a bit uh, in games this year. I mean, they've lost, I believe, a couple times to the Chicago Blackhawks, which is a team coming out of left field. I mean, no one saw that, mm. but. Yeah, the the Blackhawks, they're a young team. Uh they've they've given the Lightning the the money. I think they've uh brought them to overtime a couple times and have beaten them. So, yeah, Lightning, great team. Uh but like I was saying with the Bruins, do they need to make a move to get that extra push uh this year? Well, well we'll see. Uh last question for me, Sully. Uh and, and maybe the, well, I'm fishing for a sponsor here. But what is your order at Dunkin Donuts? The f- the fans have been clamoring. Okay, so weekday order, like I'm going to work, or weekend order, like I just got home from a bender? I thought that you had, your weeks also blended into a bender, so we'll, we'll yep. go with weekend. We, the people yeah, real go. quick, Cole, if I can get us in here, this uh, 4 o'clock Duncan run for Sully is brought to you in part by Keith Electric. 
Yes, Keith Electric is the, is the sponsor we're getting for Dunkin' Donuts. What mm-hmm. What is it here? So Monday morning, I'm going in there. I'm ordering a large Dunkin' ice, milk, two sugars. And uh, if I'm feeling a little uh, a little frisky, I'll go go to the uh, the counter they got over there, get the big straw. Sally doesn't have the small straws. I get the Splenda, put a little Splenda in there too, you know. I'm not driving. Uh, court ordered, I'm not <laughs> driving. But uh, Fridays, I'll, I'll spruce things up a little bit. I'll get a large Dunkin' Ice, milk, three sugars, no Splenda on Friday. And then I'll get the, uh, the chocolate crawler and then uh, sausage, egg, and cheese on a croissant if i'm feeling it you know so it's really amazing that you're staying so svelte i don't know if it's your extracurricular activities that are helping you with that but um thank you for joining the program it's always a pleasure always a pleasure and i'm just glad my uh my po lets me out for the the five ten minutes i i get with you guys every monday so uh or every week i should say not necessarily every monday but uh have a good one boys always great to talk to you He's always good at knowing when to when to step away from the conversation. Thing is, Dunkin' Donuts order straight from memory. That's impressive. That was, <laughs> it seems like he's had a lot of practice. You know, Sully's great at those Irish goodbyes. <laughs> and of course, as special guest following Sully is, of course, our good friend of the program, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Mad yep, Dog, yep. hello. Hello. Yep. I, I can't be on the same segment as Sully. He's inept. It's true. Well. We know the rivalry is strong. Tig, I think, had a good opening question for you. I'll pass it to Tig. Mad Dog, as always, a pleasure to have you. I, I, I know last time you were on, you were telling me I need to, to work on my notes, so I've been, I've been practicing a lot. Uh, and in regards to March Madness this year, it looks like they've switched up the scheduling a little bit. It seems like the, uh, the, the most important games are played on Friday and Saturday nights, which is, which is not, not what we're used to in the March Madness this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Mad Dog? Yep, yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up in the, the New York Times here. I'm pulling up my bracket. I fill it out in the newspaper, in the newspaper. For all those people that, that printed out, that printed out people, frauds. Frauds. All right, l- let me get into the matchup here. So we're looking at Thursday, Thursday playing game. whoop de doo Don't really care about a 16 seed. If you're throwing an 11 seed playing game, garbage, absolute garbage, and I've been consistent on that. Now let's look at the 5 o'clock start times on Fridays. That's when the games start getting a little bit good. And also guess what happens? Caesars Palace, that's when the sports book starts to get hot. So I have to say this. This is a, a two-way idea. For one, great for gamblers. For two, Great for watchers. It's a win-win in my book. Do, do, do I care? Do, do I care about what San Diego State has to do? Yes, the team's been doing well, but I don't care. I don't care. That's also kind of a ploy for me to stop uh, the, 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 the Sharks from going in on my San Diego State. That's a sleeper in my picks. Hey, Mad Dog, real quick. Who is your sleeper this year? Who are you liking at least in the early rounds. So so people have been saying Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, they got Cunningham. They got Cunningham. They got Cunningham. Guess what? The guy puts up a 40-piece. Do those go far in the playoffs there, Dingo? You know it. No, they no. don't. If your name's not Carmelo Anthony, you're not going far if you're doing that. So let me just say this. Cunningham's no Carmelo Anthony. San Diego State goes in with a hot streak. Watch out. I think they're a team to look at. Another quick follow-up question I had for you. This is a serious bracket question, a game mm-hmm. that I've been pondering. 8-9 matchup in the East Division, LSU at versus St. Bonaventures. Uh, St. Bonaventure. Yeah, I don't know. Who do you like in that? Who can I picking that game neither stay away from it terrible i'm just looking to see like at least i gotta fill out the bracket i gotta say bonnie go get the same bonnie sure go 
Mad Dog throwing a curveball at you here. Uh, in I know you're a, you're a baseball guy. You're a New York guy too. Um, how do you think the matchup between uh, Mr. Met and Mr. Smiles, aka uh, Lindor, is going to go this year? Is it going to be a good matchup for the two of them, or or what? Was it? So I'm looking at the Yankees' great, great roster, and I don't like to say that about the Yankees. I don't like the Yankees. I'm a Mets guy, and more importantly. I'm a San Fran guy. I'm a Giants guy, hard at hearts. But I have to say this. Give a nod to the Nets. Uh, Mets, I should say. Let's see what they do. I think the Yankees are better, but let's see what the Mets do. I mean, did you see, did you see the video online? Last week, the team was practicing their celebration of winning the World Series in, in spring training. So, you know, they got a group full of winners there when they're doing that. Final question for you here, Mad Dog, real quick. Um, if Rutgers Sorry, my newspaper in- just hit the mic. I'm sorry. If Rutgers was in the tournament, how far would they go? Rutgers? Yeah. Exit 63? <laughs> yeah. They got teams. They got players transferring to mid-major colleges. I don't want to hear a peep out of Rutgers. But speaking of Big Ten basketball, ex-Celtics uh, assistant coach Micah Shrewsbury just penned a deal with Penn State. So there you go. Big Ten action. Wow. And speaking of the mid-majors, I know that kid, Peter Kiss, left uh, Rutgers to go play for some school in Rhode Island there. So I don't know your take on that. One of our other hosts, Cole, went to that school. So Peter Kiss, great, great player. Led Brian to a great season. Good things to come out of Coach Grasso. All right. Look, we'll let you go. Appreciate the time here. Thanks for calling in, as always. Yep. All right, guys. That does it for another episode of the Bingo Show. Cole, Ty, thanks, guys, for the fun here. Thank you, Dingo. Fun as always. Always fun, Dingo. Hey, and if I can give a quick shout out, quick shout out, you should check out on the Quick Takes Network, the most recent episode of the BCT podcast. They had an expert analytics man known as Matt Gross who tuned in. So uh, take a listen to that if after this one. (laughs) 